0: You're watching Veterans Week coverage on ESPN, brought to you by USAA. Welcome, Welcome to NFL Live, presented by USAA.
1: Welcome to NFL Live, presented by USAA. Semper Fi, happy birthday to the Marine Corps. And we start our show with some breaking news from senior college football writer Pete Thammel. And this has been news that we've been anticipating all day. According to Pete, sources say the Big Ten is expected to discipline uh, Michigan for the in-person scouting and ongoing sign stealing investigation and will prohibit Jim Harbaugh from being on the sideline until the conclusion of the regular season. He will be allowed to coach during the week and he joins us now live ESPN senior college football writer Pete Thamel uh, breaking and confirming the news as he joins us from Athens Georgia. Pete what more can you tell us about the suspension?
2: Well Hannah I, I think there's a few things uh, moving forward here one is that the, the Big Ten's decision today was not one that it took lightly uh, they've, they've just tweeted out some reasoning. Um, in the last few minutes. And I think this passage is important. Uh, Enforcing the sportsmanship policy with appropriate discipline this season in light of the university's established violations this season is thus of the utmost importance to protect the reputation of the conference and its member institutions. So basically, the Big Ten is saying there was enough evidence that they received from the NCAA that disrupted competition during this year amid a Michigan's alleged illicit sign-stealing scheme that they felt that the need to punish Michigan this season. So Jim Harbaugh will not be on the sideline for the next three games unless the second part of this comes, Hannah, and there is some sort of legal injunction in the next 20 hours before they kick off against Penn State on Saturday.
1: Right, and given that this is a holiday and the legalities involved, uh, what's the potential here for Michigan to respond?
2: Well, all week and again this story just broke ten minutes ago, but all week Michigan had indicated and lawyers around Michigan had indicated that they would fight a ruling against Jim Harbaugh like this and the steps that would take place if they did indeed do that would be to attempt to get a temporary restraining order a TRO as they as they call it in legal they are able to do that at least get a hearing for it on Veterans Day even though the courts are closed they are expected to go to the Washinta I believe I maybe mispronounced that county court state circuit courthouse in Ann Arbor that's the expected venue uh, Nebraska actually sued the Big Ten. Eight players did in 2020 when they canceled the season they went to a local court as well so that may be instructive for the plan of how Michigan moves forward in this uh, but yeah there is still uh, this is obviously huge news Hannah but there still could be more huge huge news because it's unknown whether Jim Harbaugh will be on that sideline in state college and that's going to ultimately be determined by a judge
1: We did see a little while ago he did board that bus with his team to begin that journey Uh, so we don't know at what point uh, we will have any further news on this Uh, we'll keep it posted with you Penn State then that's followed by a game at Maryland and of course uh, OSU is at Ann Arbor at the end of the season Pete Thamel thank you as we welcome you to NFL Live uh, we are here with Dan Orlovsky Jeff Darlington and Mike Tanabama. something really unusual starting off with some college football news here we're going to get into (laughs) the stack week 10 in the NFL now starting with Harbaugh's former NFL team by the way the Mm -hmm. San Francisco 49ers now, Debo Samuel missed the last couple of games with a shoulder injury. He is expected to be back out there against the Jaguars on Sunday. The Niners currently in the middle of a three game losing streak coming off of their bye week. And just how critical is Debo? Well, he played only 5% of the Niners offensive snaps during this three game skid. His presence has a huge impact on the Niners offense, specifically Brock Purdy, who has eight touchdown passes without a single interception when Debo is on the field. However, you take him off the field, and Purdy has more picks than TD passes. He spoke yesterday about the Niners' mentality as he looked to stop that skid.
3: You know, whenever
4: we feel like our back's against the wall, I feel like we play some really good football. You know, um, we're a talented team, and once we, like, you know, are hungry and set our goals for something, and we want it and we need it, like, yeah, I think we could do a lot. So, that's where we're at.
1: So back with the fellas, Dan, the man, Purdy has five touchdowns or three touchdowns, five picks over the last three games. What needs to change with this offense to show you they're back on track? Debo
4: coming back is a big deal. The yards after the catch, all that. I think for Brock Purdy, it's realizing how defenses have started to slowly adjust to him in this offense. And it's the, the premise of getting depth in their drops and the deeper they get. He continues to think, I can float the ball over them. And for most cases, like he does. He's that kind of mm-hmm. special of a touch player. But defenses have realized, get depth, get depth, get depth, and force that ball down underneath. And if you remember the Cincinnati game a few weeks ago, it was Lou Anarumo, the D coordinator, even then took some of their defensive ends and dropped those guys to those checkdowns. So I think for Brock Purdy, it's just starting to get a better sense and um, resetting the feel for some of the defenders and realizing the depth and the width of those guys are going to take some of those windows away, that's what will be probably the most interesting to see with Jacksonville's defense this week. Mike Caldwell, their defensive coordinator, comes from that Do- Todd Bowles scheme, which is dropping guys from anywhere in the line of scrimmage. How Brock Purdy handles that and then counters it is going to go a long way to getting himself back on track and also winning this football game.
3: Yeah, and Dan, to that point, though, I think that's what Kyle Shanahan's is actually going to preach this week which is patience. We're going to get the ball out and long handoffs because, as Hannah alluded to, Brock Purdy has thrown zero interceptions this year when Debo Samuel's on the field. Jacksonville smashes the run. They're excellent at defending yes. the run. So these long handoffs to George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, and Debo Samuel and patiently moving the ball down the field is the best way to go. And if Brent Williams doesn't play, guys, that is a major factor sure. because Jalon Moore... His backup has been terrible replacing him, which is only going to add to a really good pass rush led by Josh Allen. So if you have Debo and no Trent Williams, just look for a short, quick passing game as the best way for San Francisco to move the ball.
4: Real quick, with the short, uh, quick passing game, most of Jacksonville's takeaways this year have come from quarterbacks trying to push the ball downfield a little bit too much. They have great length both at their outside linebackers and their linebacker positions. And you often see guys try to float the ball, kind of like how Brock Purdy does over the length. And too often it sails those guys and the receivers into some of their safety's hands.
1: And Mike, you brought up one of the questions of the day, mm-hmm. which is Trent Williams and his status. So uh, let's go to Jeff for that one. Jeff, what's the latest?
5: Right. A massive one, uh, literally and figuratively when it comes to Trent Williams. He's been out since week six, and there is still question about whether he'll play on Sunday. Now, John Lynch has made pretty clear that this ankle injury is taking longer to heal than they would have expected. But ultimately, there is still a chance that he plays Sunday. The question here is how his ankle responds to some of the practice work that he's gotten this week, how it responds, by the way, to a cross-country flight. So I would anticipate Williams makes the flight, but will likely be a game-time decision based on some of those things that I mentioned, how it reacts ultimately to what will be a long flight for a weight-bearing injury on a very big man.
1: Yeah, really good point about the travel there as we take a look at everybody's picks, and it looks like we're all on the Niners ending their losing streak, which means... Maybe they won't. I don't feel great about Donana. <laughs> I, I just you don't, don't see this team losing four games <laughs> in a row, man. Right, right. And the Jaguars, a home dog in this one. Mm. All right, time now for some top storylines from around the league. Uh, Jeff, so the Vikings are hosting the Saints. Justin Jefferson, we know he's eligible to come off of IR, but what's his status?
5: Right, uh, the team is actually listing him as questionable, something Adam Schefter had reported earlier in the day, and I think that that caused some optimism that maybe Jefferson would make his return. But Schefter also pointing out, don't get your hopes up here. So yes, he is questionable, but I'd still consider it unlikely for him to actually make his return. Uh, We know that he's missed the last four games due to that hamstring injury, so at least making progress to where he's on that injury report is questionable, ultimately though, not the best news still for him. Now, we've got some issues here for the Bengals, too. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. T. Higgins has been ruled out of this game. That, according to head coach Zach Taylor. Now, Jamar Chase did undergo an MRI earlier this week. The good news there is that it doesn't appear to be anything overly severe, but it is still a back bruise. He's questionable for the game. He has been spotted in practice even as early as today, so still a chance that he could play. Aaron Jones, despite being on the injury report, I do have some optimism there as far as him playing. He's coming off his best game so far this season. Uh, no injury designation. He was limited in practice this week, just as he was, though, last week and ultimately played. So this is more about load management when it comes to Aaron Jones. I think he'll be back, and they did get some really good signs from him in terms of uh, some of that. And by the way, we also have one on Stefan Diggs, too. He popped up on the injury report today. We'll keep a close eye on that one. We don't know exactly... What this means for his availability, but we can point out that at least he's playing on Monday, so he'll have an extra day to recover from this, whatever this new element right. is that popped up. Right, on one the of those report.
1: weird Friday names that just pops up. Seems like we have one big That's one right. every Friday. All right, coming up, big AFC North matchup this weekend between the Ravens and the Browns. Find out who believes this game is the reason, the very reason that the Browns traded for and are paying so much to Deshaun Watson. And Dan takes us inside the film room. More on what he has seen from young commander's quarterback, Sam Howell. And his first season as QB1.
0: NFL Live is presented by USAA. This Veterans Day go beyond thanks to make a difference.
7: Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
0: It's Jalen Hurts here, quarterback with the Philadelphia Eagles. I just want to personally say
4: thank you for your service. Appreciate everything that you do for this country.
1: Well, the Sunday NFL Countdown Crew has you covered for Week 10, 10 a.m. Eastern, and Scott Van Pelt and the Monday Night Countdown Crew get you set for Broncos and Bills with a two-hour pregame starting at 6 Eastern, both... On ESPN and the app as it's time now to play a little game we like to call Read and React. We're gonna start in Vegas, Raiders Interim head coach Antonio Pierce looking to build off that win in his debut as they host the Jets
3: on Sunday night. We talked about that today, just having a winning stamina mentality. That's in meetings, walkthrough, practice, the same focus that those guys had on Sunday, carrying that over now in a full work week, right? And that, is, that comes with, you know, the leaders again, like I'm going to keep going back to the guys in the locker room kind of leading, you know what I mean, not waiting until the horn blows, getting ahead, you know what I mean, thinking ahead, being ahead, you know. Um, obviously, we had a great meetings and some great walkthroughs, and we'll just keep pushing like that, and then we'll go on the grass and, and keep pushing forward.
1: Mikey T, is talking about stamina, is what we saw from the Raiders sustainable under Pierce.
3: Well, in some ways, Hannah, yeah, it is the passion and the energy because of that man, Antonio Pierce but from a talent standpoint I say no it's not sustainable really starts on both sides of the line of scrimmage I don't think either side of the ball is playing very well so they can't protect who's ever playing quarterback and on the other side of the ball defensively outside of Max Crosby they're really struggling rushing the passer maybe Tyree Wilson their first round pick gets better but I think lack of talent equals lack of sustainability in terms of success
1: oh I think you just led me right into my next team Carolina uh, the frustration building for Bryce Young and the Panthers after that loss last night to the Bears dropped us to one and eight here's young
0: I have to
4: push my I have to be better that there's there's no there, there's no excuse there's no external in the game you're not you're not you don't think about that that's not something that's going through your mind um, there's no there's not frustration in the game it's 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 you know. We came back to the locker room a lot of times and been a lot of the same result. So um, that's where the frustration comes from. Um, again, we're all competitors. We're all frustrated.
1: Uh, Dan, put it in perspective for us. How much of the responsibility is on Young here? Yeah, well, I, I, I wonder why you guys went to Mike T
4: for the stamina one. I don't, I don't know what you guys were trying <laughs> to imply there. I feel for Bryce Young like I feel for the Michigan players. Bad. It's a bad situation, and it's significantly worse than myself or anybody else expected it to become this year. Now, would I like Bryce to be playing better? Of course I would. I just don't know if that's realistically possible. They are so bad in Carolina on so many different levels with pass protection and the people on the perimeter. I don't think the play calling is marrying to his specific talents. So my prayer is that he somehow survives physically and emotionally, mentally, to build for next season, because I will remind everybody, it's a 36-month window in Carolina with
1: Bryce Young. And they host Cowboys a week from Sunday in Arizona. Welcome back, Kyler Murray. He had this to say ahead of his first start since tearing his ACL 11 months ago as they host the Falcons.
4: I like to do a lot of envisioning. Obviously, you know, it doesn't always happen the way you expect it to happen. it's going to be some adversity, I'm sure, throughout the game. Um, but you, you prepare for that, you plan for that, uh, and you get back out there and you keep going. You know, uh, I'm excited. I know we've had a good week so far, and I plan for it to be a good day.
1: So Jeff, what more can you tell us about his return to play on Sunday?
5: Yeah, I especially like this anecdote, Hannah, from Kyler Murray. He said that Jonathan Gannon, the head coach, approached him and said, you know, you might not be the same quarterback that you were before this injury right away. It might take time. Kyler Murray said he laughed in his face and said, we'll see about that. And uh, ultimately, he has made very clear that's not the mindset that he has at all. Instead, Kyler Murray hopes to get out there. And be the running quarterback that we saw before this injury happened yeah which
1: they've been calling those kind of plays anyway jeff uh thanks so much yeah that is kind of a curious comment right. all right uh-huh. now we move to the friday film room with dan who is dressed it's like casual friday it's nice and comfy it's do you just... like my sweater anyway we're going to take a closer look at washington uh-huh. quarterback sam howell i mean you said you, <laughs> you set me up for that i can't it's... It's I lovely. feel great Hannah. I feel it's great. It's Lovely. It's lovely. Do you like mine? Okay, let's it's move lovely. on. Thank you. <laughs> Hell has thrown for the second most yards in the league. The commanders are coming off a win over the Patriots. So what stands out to mm-hmm. you and also how does it pertain to this matchup coming up with Seattle? Yeah,
4: seeing the right picture and then really like not getting stuck. So. I want to show everyone a couple clips. What you're going to see is motion from Washington here. Now, you, me, everybody at home knows that when the defender follows, that tells a lot of us on offense they're in man coverage. But here's the thing, once the ball gets snapped, New England's actually going to try and lie to Sam Howell. They're going to drop out and not play man coverage. They're going to play a cover three. This defender's going to widen, you're going to drop back, and it's going to be a hook. So that's a cover three zone area. Now watch how he replaces it quickly for that seam defender backside. Now I want to bring it back. Everyone pay attention to this linebacker standing right here when that ball gets snapped. Sam Howell, see the right picture, get the ball to your hands, and then drive it. This is what I want everyone to see when it comes from the back angle. It's really good by Sam to understand all right the motion happens I kind of anticipated that I was going to get man coverage now he quickly is looking to the right he is not looking off he's trying to read that side of the field remember watch how this linebacker just follows his eyes and how Sam sees the right picture. He's peeking to the left side of the screen and then bang quickly snaps his eyes back and it's going to be replaced with that seam very fast that's beautiful with seeing the right type of picture in that situation now I want to go to not getting stuck we're gonna get a really cool concept play action deep sit we're gonna get what we call a chase route and then a corner and flat okay this is really pu- full progression one two three to four beautiful job by Sam howell there's that 12 personnel play action and he's got his eyes down here looking and looking New England does an awesome job covering this. Now I want to show everybody this. He peeks backside and pay attention to this corner. He is going to for some reason drive up and that's going to allow Sam Howell to throw a beautiful floated ball to Jahan Dotson to the Mm sideline. But this is what I talk about not getting stuck. Remember I pointed out that corner, right Hannah? Yeah. So here comes this play action. Now Sam Howell once again has his eyes this way, peeking to the right. I told everybody before, they did a good job covering this. Okay, don't get stuck. Got to get backside, and he's getting backside right now. I love his feet here. He's ready to throw. He's going to throw that running back flat check down. Remember the corner I showed you? For some reason, he jumped up. Because Sam Howell is peeking over there, he jumps up. Sam then resets really from four to three, even though this defensive tackle is basically in his lap right here. He has to make a really good and accurate ball placement throw Mm downfield, pulling the Dotson away from that secondary defender. The two things that I show there, Mm -hmm. Sam Howell wasn't capable of doing a month ago. So I've seen better understanding of hots. I've seen under better understanding of pocket presence. Now we're seeing the right picture and now we're not getting stuck on maybe number one or number two. That's great growth. And I'm really excited to watch it against Seattle this weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jonathan Allen said he really thinks he has the potential to be great. He said, we have our quarterback yeah. for the next five you to see, ten years. You, you see this. That's yeah. all we want from him, development. That's what you want to see, right? Unfortunately, though, none of us picked the commanders ah, <laughs> great. this weekend. Great. As we take a look at our picks, we literally are all on Seattle. I don't know, Mike. What do you think? Uh, <laughs>
3: Looks like to me, it's going to be the Commanders. It's a slam dunk, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. See, now you know We're the way it good goes games, on Good games, good close yeah. games.
3: The scores are. I got to look at the
1: monitor that's here because right. my eyes. Good, are... good close and and low scoring apparently yeah. this it's season. All right, here. that's right. Coming up next with the Bengals on a four-game winning streak. Dan, the man is back. What does he expect to see from Jamar Chase and company against that Texans defense that D'Amico Ryan's is going to dial up?
0: You're watching NFL Live, presented by USAA.
7: Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be.
0: You're watching Veterans Week coverage on ESPN, brought to you by USAA. Welcome back to NFL Live. Presented by USAA.
1: Breaking news within the last hour, the Big Ten has announced that Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh will be suspended from coaching in games for the remainder of the regular season as a result of the sign stealing scandal. Harbaugh will still be able to coach during the week, but Michigan's next three games beginning tomorrow, a big one, number 10 Penn State, then they're at Maryland, and of course, the finale, hosting number one Ohio State. Plenty more on this coming up on SportsCenter at 6 Eastern. As we welcome you back to NFL Live. The Browns are in Baltimore. Harbaugh's brother's team for their second meeting of the season with the Ravens after losing the first. Sean Watson, back at quarterback, but missing both his starting tackles and his top backup tackle. Here's Miles Garrett.
3: It's a lot closer than, you know, hate saying this, but the scoreboard says, you know, it's not often that, you know, there are times that are like that, but, you know, we shut them down for for most of the game. We let them have three drives, and they made the most out of Well, you break down those three drives, and you see the plays that they made on them. You know, they were, you know, blowing coverages or. You know people out of their position, and you know, that's all of us. We believe we're the best team, so it's not a matter of defense versus offense. It's about you know playing our brand of football, how we know we can play.
1: Back to Deshaun Watson. He has struggled against zone coverage this season. Yeah, post Dan, the man saying, absolutely posting the worst completion percentage in the NFL. Fifth worst QBR certainly could be an issue against that Ravens defense. They have been excellent when playing zone coverage. They have held opposing quarterbacks to the lowest QBR in the NFL. And as we start with you, Dan, this game, if you love defense, boy, you're going to love it. Two of the top scoring defenses in the NFL. What did you see on tape from Watson in last week's win over the Cardinals. I
4: thought it was his best game as a Brown and certainly had a two or three play stretch that it was his best as a Brown. <clears throat> not all perfect though. And you just mentioned his zone defense. Everyone's got to get on the same page. Okay so tight ends going to have a crossing seam. We have a seam by the number two receiver and then this is called a check burst by the back. This is a progression read Hannah. We are going to read number one the tight end number two the seam route and then three to the back. Now number one's not there. He's clamped down. Number two really isn't there. The seam is getting carried. This ball should go to the back right now from Deshaun Watson. Protection's fine. If you get it there, it might go for 15, 20 yards. For some reason, he does not get it out of his hands. Runs and then incomplete. Wasted rep right there. Okay, now we have a hitch route out up top and then what we call a stick route. He got it out of break out or sit down. If you don't like the hitch, you're working outside in. If you don't like the hitch because you think the corner's driving on it, fine. You're the guy playing the position right now. But if you're having that stick route and he breaks out, he's gonna throw it out tight end, you can't stop. So there's miscommunication not on the same page between him and his tight end there. That has to grow and develop. Now this is, again, a full progression. A deep curl up top, a slot in, and a deep curl with the flat route. We work away from progression, meaning the safety up top that goes to double Amari Cooper, that tells us to work to the field. Number one's taken, great, not there. Number two, that defender that's standing right on the 42 yard line, if he gets depth, we throw the flat, if he goes to flat, then we throw the curl, he's deep. Right now, this ball should go to that number three flat right now, easy check down, it's there. For some reason, he goes back side to a harder check down. So, you know, in many ways, he's looking in the right places. Right. But then the decision to make that throw isn't consistent. And I think that's what Cleveland is looking for and needs from Deshaun. Consistency with that stuff. Is he capable of that now? And if he can, then that gives him a better chance, certainly this weekend and then moving forward for
3: the rest of the season, that consistency. And Hannah, from a front office perspective, this is the game you went out and gave up $230 million for Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. and all those draft choices, because up until now, he's been an inconsistent quarterback, something that Dan knows all too well about. So from a Cleveland Browns standpoint, it, unfortunately, it starts up front. Jedrick Wills is on IR. Apparently, DeWan Jones won't play. They're going against a great Raven pass rush on the road. So... If I'm Deshaun Watson and Kevin Stefanski, as Dan alluded to, you got to get the ball to your playmakers. Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, even Njoku. But what Deshaun Watson ultimately is going to have to do in this game, Hannah, is buy some time with his feet. When he was in his prime in Houston, not only was he dynamic, getting the ball down the field, but he could run for yards. But more importantly, he had great pocket movement. We haven't seen that as a Brown. We're going to need to see that on Sunday for him to be successful.
1: Yeah, once again, we're all on the Ravens here. We're all taking the same side. That really bothers me, I think, in this game, <laughs> Dan, the man. Not, not that we're all on what the same side. What bothers me is,
4: Hannah, do you think that Mike T. was saying not all too well about the lack of consistency just off of the tape that I just did? I know. Or were you making fun of me? Uh, that, no, that's no, what I'm trying no. To. no, I think well, you, you,
3: you can take a guess.
1: It's a sport. What I think I the Ravens say? are a good football it's
4: team. they going this game. Here's the thing, though, Those game, top Baltimore? three
1: tackles being out, I don't like that. For
4: Cleveland? Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, this that's... game is in Baltimore. Yeah,
1: it's in Baltimore. You know. <clears throat> the last yeah. time
4: these two teams played, Baltimore ran all over them. They did. But, but Deshaun. Deshaun
1: Watson was not at quarterback. All three tackles
4: all right. for we... Cleveland out?
1: Yeah, the top three tackles are out. <gasps> oh, look. it's this like Dr. Jeff here? I mean, what, that's that's hysterical. <clears throat> That is hilarious. I love that. I love you like in a white coat. Yeah. Um, so uh, two teams <laughs> on hot streaks after 0-2 starts. Uh, Doctor Darlington is back with the latest. What can you tell us about the availability of Joe Burrow's favorite target? <laughs> uh, start with Jamar Chase, please, my friend.
5: Yeah. Let, let's start with Jamar Chase. Now, there's good news, bad news here. The good news is that he had an arm MRI on Tuesday, and ultimately, this back injury maybe not as severe as we initially had thought. It is a back bruise. The bad news is that he's still questionable for Sunday's game. He's been able to practice a bit in a limited capacity. We have seen him on the field. Even today he was out there practicing. But Zach Taylor, the head coach, still leaving that up in the air, saying we're going to have to see whether Chase is out there. But again, good news that the MRI did not, uh, in fact, show any significant damage. Now, we do have some other news on a couple of uh, Bengals players. T. Higgins is out of this game. Sam Hubbard as well. Taylor Ruling both of those guys out already today, Uh, not gonna even be game time decisions. Higgins dealing with that hamstring injury, so if Chase can't play, we're looking at, ultimately, a Bengals wide receiving core that is quite limited. So we'll keep an eye on Chase, obviously, throughout the weekend. Now, look at these Texans injuries here. Uh, I'd love to say that they're getting healthier, but obviously, even that one on the right with Derek Stingley practicing today, not really a decision made about whether he'll be activated. They wanna ramp him up. Uh, he's missed, I think, seven games so far. So this is a situation where, yes, he's been practicing. That's the good news. The bad news is that ultimately he won't play. I can't even tell you, Fairburn Ky- Fairborn, yes. their, their kicker, he's even out. They had to go sign Matt Amendola. Right. So uh, the Texans can't even get their kicker situation figured out. And right. I'm sorry well, about that. I
1: mean, he's injured. It's not that they can't get it figured out. He's just, he's just hurt, Jeff. Just the facts. All right, (laughs) Joe Burrow will be in the limelight on Sunday as the Bengals look to continue their impressive turnaround from that 1-3 and start to the season. Uh, During Cincinnati's four-game hot streak, Burrow's completed 76% of his passes. By far the best mark in the NFL. He also ranks top five in QBR and touchdown-to-interception ratio. And with Burrow getting healthy, Dan... What changes have you seen in Cincinnati's style of play on offense yeah, the past couple of weeks?
4: They've, they've gotten him under center a little bit. There's been a little bit of play action. He's moved four or five times a game to kind of break the back of the defense. But specifically in their past game, it's gone, Jamar Chase, we're going to run our offense through you. That was what happened against Buffalo last week, and I loved it. Jamar, up top by himself, soloed. They're going to lean that way. Okay, now they have... A T. Higgins opposite, a Tyler Boyd opposite as a two, and then three option versus man coverage. I mean, for for one of the most accurate quarterbacks ball placement wise in the NFL, that's too easy. Now Jamar is at what we call the number three spot. They lean his his way. Last time it was Tyler Boyd, it's the three. This time it's T. Higgins as the two. One-on-one versus a deep stop route. That is just too easy for an offense that is that explosive and dynamic on the perimeter. This time, Jamar all the way outside by himself. You see that safety leaned that way again. What is Joe going to do? Work away from that lean. They're building their offense through. Start with Jamar. If they play one-on-one throat. If not, we work away. There's the T. Higgins. Now, what's fascinating, Hannah, is mm-hmm. this weekend there is no T. Higgins. Exactly. So, can Tyler Boyd? Step into that T. Higgins role. What do you
1: think? Can he?
4: I think he's capable of it. That's not my concern. It's a player like a Trent Irwin or Yeshova stepping into that three role because that's the, that's, if you're Houston and D'Amico Ryans, you're going to say, well, we're going to take Jamar away and then we'll try to help a a little bit with a Tyler Mm -hmm. Boyd. We're going to make that number three receiver consistently beat us because Tyler Boyd will crush you in that role. You got to prove to that those other two guys
1: can. And when you take a look, oh, yeah, Mike, yes, what did you want to add?
3: I was just going to say, I I like Cincinnati in this game for the other side of the ball. Jeff laid out all those injuries that Houston has between Collins and Pierce. And when you look at the Cincinnati defense, in particular, their secondary, Cam Taylor Britt, D.J. Turner, Dax Hill, they have a lot of young players in that secondary. Jordan Battle from this year's draft. They're getting better on the back end. So I think C.J. Stroud, as productive as he's been so far, and he is by far the Offensive Rookie of the Year, I think this game with an improved and young secondary Cincinnati and those injuries that Houston has at the skill player position, it's going to put a lot of pressure on this Texan offense.
1: Yeah, all those defenses in the North are really good. And, well, to your point, Mikey T., when we look at these picks, you have them dropping 31 on D'Amico Ryan's defense. All right. Higgins huh we will see what happens Mike we're going to save that receipt all right still ahead on NFL <laughs> live skull versus who next <clears throat> couple of playoff hopeful teams matching up this weekend find out the key to this game next
0: limelight is brought to you by Corona extra find the fine life live la vida maspina
4: It's to be a so. tremendous day of college football. The college football
1: party all in all. To be an awesome scene between the Hedges, massive top 10 battle between Ole Miss and Georgia all gets started at 9 a.m. Eastern on ESPN. Time now for Week 10 Locks and Keys. We break down Sunday's big games with something we guarantee will happen. That's the lock and something that will play a big role in determining the outcome, hence the key to the music. A harpist. Magical, isn't it? All right, starting in Green Bay, uh, the Packers are at the Steelers, coming off a 20-3 win over the Rams to snap that four-game losing streak. Pittsburgh beat Tennessee Thursday night football, winners of three of their last four, despite being outgained in every game this season. Go figure. Uh, George Pickens really frustrated with his diminishing role the last couple of games. Mike Tomlin said, I know it's a cute story for you guys. But it's a pebble in my shoe very tomlin-esque there uh, dan what do you think is a lock for this game
4: lock that if aaron jones the kind of do it all back for the green bay packers gets 25 touches they win this football game it is fascinating to see how much he really impacts their football team and there's so much that they can do with him hand it off and then he's a touch guy for a team that's really young on offense, he's that proven person. If he gets 25 touches,
1: they win this game. Coming off a great game is Jones. Mike, what's the key?
3: This one's easy. Jordan Love, don't turn the ball over, and you'll be in great shape yeah. if you're the Green Bay Packers. So much has been said about the Pittsburgh Steelers being 5-3, and three, being outgained in all eight games. If you're the Packers, if we're going to lose, we're going to make Kenny Pickett and a very inconsistent Steeler offense drive the long, hard way against our improving defense. So, no turnovers for Jordan Love. They're in great shape.
1: Mikey T, is that why you're the only one picking the Packers here?
3: Yeah, because I believe in inconsistent quarterbacks getting better and Jordan Love's going to play well on Sunday. I was Um, for sure you were going to take another shot at me there.
1: No, no. Uh, (laughs) By the way, I want to say Jair Alexander is out of this game. Yeah. You and I uh, took Pittsburgh? And Quay Walker are both out. We took Pittsburgh. First, we could six doing. and three somehow. <laughs> I don't know how they keep <laughs> winning. All right, two five and four teams meet when the Saints take on the Vikings, who currently occupy the number seven seed in the NFC. Uh, New Orleans leads the NFC South. You know the story. Josh Dobbs traded to the Vikings at the deadline, led that comeback win last week. Game-winning drive in the last two minutes. Here's
3: the soap.
4: I think each week is its own and, and Josh's continued growth. We still Wanted him to take a mindset of the game plan, you know, building off of some of the things from last week, maybe calls we didn't get to uh, that he liked in the plan. And then, you know, kind of learning more about really where that comes into play situationally, um, things he's comfortable with from one of his previous stops. And then me, you know, learning a little bit more about that, how it was coached, what it was called.
1: Wow. What could he actually do with a full week of practice here? Who knows? Uh, Mike, what's a lock in this one?
3: Josh Jobs is going to play well, Hannah, for the reason you just said. He has a whole other week of practice. And if you look at last week's game, New Orleans struggled with Tyson Beijing running the ball. He had over 70 yards rushing. So I think this is a great matchup for Josh Dobbs' skill set. Look for him to be productive, not just throwing – but running against the same defense that struggled defending the quarterback run.
4: Dan, the man, what's the key? Yeah, the key is going to be to stop Taysom Hill. You know, if Minnesota wants to win this football game, Derek Carr gotten this passing game incrementally better. But Taysom Hill, it feels like, is a key part to their offense. Situational football-wise, in the short yardage, down in the red zone, it's like, Hey, let's get Taysom in the game. Let's make sure he gets his touches. And I just talked about Aaron Jones' impact on Green Bay. It feels very similar. If they get Taysom Hill like eight to 10 touches a game, it feels like every one of those has a significant impact on the long term outcome of that football game. That's a key for Minnesota.
1: Yeah, it's been consistent the last couple of weeks. And by the way, Mike Clay said take Taysom Hill if you got a fantasy team, if you got a. Me and got a play. chance. All yeah. right. Uh, by the way, you're the only one on the Saints. Why? Dan?
4: I still believe in this football team. I think this football team offensively has gotten a little bit better. Their interior, of their offensive line is still an issue. It has been since week one. Derek Carr is improving. As far as function-wise, I think this defense going against a quarterback that has been there for two weeks should have a significant advantage.
1: Yeah, Vikings have won four in a row and all without Justin Jefferson. All right, uh, what does this mean for Joshua Dobbs, by the way? Speaking of him in fantasy this week, well, we're going to check in with AI-generated fantasy insights built with IBM Watson X. And Dobbs has a high projection of 20.5 fantasy points. That actually ranks 11th among quarterbacks. Pretty impressive. Speaking of... The resurgent Lions back this weekend after the buy taken on the Chargers. Find out which team Mike T thinks has the edge and I bet we can guess.
0: Hot Ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN and the only ticket company where you earn rewards with every purchase. NFL Live is presented by USAA. This Veterans Day, go beyond thanks to make a difference. You might be the only two people in the history of the world to get paid for watching TV.
5: That donkey looks like you eating, Peyton.
3: You gotta make one-on-one tackle. It doesn't even fit on the screen. Look at that head, man, what the heck? What? There Not much room is. left. Ma! Milo, You cannot be serious!
5: I'll be back.
3: I cannot believe this.
5: Crazy
7: every single week, man. I
3: like yelling at Eli. You what? Can you shut here? up? Awesome. I got it! Only on ESPN2 do you get that.
1: Yeah, the brothers Manning back again, ESPN 2, Monday Night Football, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Lisa Salters on the call from Orchard Park. Good matchup, Russell Wilson and the Broncos taking on Josh Allen and the Bills, 8 Eastern on ABC, ESPN and Deportes. In the meantime, the Detroit Lions, the first time since Week 8, back when they uh, beat the Raiders that night on Monday Night Football. Jameer Gibbs, 189 yards from scrimmage. A lot of opportunity on the horizon for Detroit. Five of their next six against teams that are sitting at 500 or worse right now. Chargers tightened up their defense a little the last couple of weeks, but it was against the Bears and the Jets. They definitely still have a sense of humor. Look at this, the tweet from the Chargers. Game status, everyone is a go. All right, that's one way of putting it. Uh, Their defense has struggled, however, to defend the play action pass. That is an area oh, really? where Jared Goff oh, arrives, you yes. Much. Since the start, Dan, of last season, Goff leads the NFL in QBR, passing touchdowns, first down rate when using play action, something you've been telling us all along while that Chargers defense has allowed the highest QBR in the NFL on those plays. I know it feels so good to be right for Dan. It's glorious. Jeff, really quickly, though, to make that play action work, obviously you have to have a solid running game. They've been without yeah. David Montgomery. We know Gibbs was terrific uh, last week, but what's his status for Sunday?
5: By the way, Dan's never been wrong, just ask him. Look, David Montgomery (laughs) is back, and this is huge. I've talked to Jared Goff about Montgomery (laughs) and his impact on this offense. I know Jameer Gibbs feels like he's coming on, but I'm telling you that this team really does believe that Montgomery is a game-changer for them. They love what he has done so far this year. He was a full participant in practice this week after missing the last two games. He also is a go for this game, so Detroit's backfield gets even better with this addition, Hannah.
1: Yeah, and you got to love all the experience Gibbs got and that depth there in the backfield. All right, Dan the Man, how do the Lions attack this Chargers defense?
4: I, I actually think it's Gibbs again. I, I want to see them use Jameer Gibbs the way that they did two weeks ago against the Raiders, that, and it was a diversity. You know, it was, hey, we'll start you in the backfield, we'll kick the ball out to the perimeter, and instead of having to run the football, we'll just dump it off to you. It was the angle screen game in the middle of the field. That, it felt like you were just getting your best player the ball with 53 and a third yards, side to side to work. And then you saw his improvement. We did a touch screen on it when it came to his vision in their run game and his trust when it came to the tracking. So I do think the Montgomery being back matters mostly in the red zone, and that's an area that they've needed help Detroit. But when it comes to, like, the focal back for this game when it, in that role, I want to see them continue to lean on Jameer Gibbs and his elite explosiveness.
3: Yeah, you know, Dan, I really like Detroit for similar but somewhat different reasons. Last week, we saw the Chargers really get after the Jets and Zach Wilson, led by Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. And that really covers up for a very average secondary. They moved on from J.C. Jackson, and the Chargers secondary has been very average at best. I don't see that happening this week. The strength of this Lion team, guys, is up front with that offensive line. And Hannah, going back to your graphic, he's, Jared Goff is very good at play action. That works when you're well-protected. I expect the Detroit offensive line to contain Bosa, Leo Mack, and I think this matchup really favors Detroit in a pretty big way.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, once again, and uh, doing the math here, this is the fourth of seven games that we picked. We are all on Detroit. I this. mean, Hannah, and I've been I've been hot on Graf <laughs> Kings
4: with these. picks. Yeah.
1: Oh, I bet. <laughs> all right. Uh, give us a formula for a Chargers upset, though, since we all picked one way. Yeah. You know, I, how could it all go against that?
4: I would say for the Los Angeles offense, number one, Quentin Johnston has got to step forward and start making some plays mm-hmm. in the past game. There's moments where Justin Herbert doesn't even look his way because he's just getting locked down. I know Sauce Gardner was was tough last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they're going to have to handle that play-action pass from Detroit defensively really well. The best way to do that is your second level. Those linebackers have to do such a fantastic job of playing top-down and forcing Jared, if they can, to get impatient with some of those checkdowns. And I would say stop Sam Laporta. Like Sam Laporta has become an integral part of this pass game. Hard to do all of those things, but those are some, the most important ones for the Chargers to win. Hey,
1: you never know uh, with the Chargers, right? Uh, they seem to look great and then find a way to lose. They're a quirky yep. team. You know, they could pull it off, who knows? But there's one more very important thing today. Where we go? We have got to say, happy birthday, happy birthday to our friend. To wow. Look at him wow. with that cute little party hat. <laughs> uh, That's real nice. It's the new 22. Yep. Uh, Jeff, what Real irrelevant plans?
5: birthday. I mean, yes. 42, Hannah.
1: <laughs> what are your plans, I, Jeff? I, I, don't,
5: I don't need plans anymore. I golfed Calusa Pines over in Naples this week. Oh, Beautiful oh, golf what course. what a name drop. Had a nice drops. dinner last night. At Sir what Club. a name drop. My phone's you know right I mean, here, then? darling. You could have you know
1: texted I mean? me. I know. There he is, taking care of all his buddies <laughs> on the golf course, you know, while we sit here. Drive over to Naples and shoot 96. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jeff. Thank you very much, Anna. Happy, Happy birthday. Thank Have a
5: great weekend, everybody. I
4: know.